What's your story? Whether you're a client or an independent financial advisor, we know you face many important decisions that can affect your and your clients' long-term financial success. Welcome to the WIN Podcast. What's important now with Corey Hymanson, accredited investment fiduciary and president of Hymanson Wealth Advisors. In this podcast, Corey helps you identify your goals and objectives through financial education and comprehensive planning while inspiring you to make better behavioral decisions in your personal finance. With a twist on pop culture and current events, join us as we explore growth and protection strategies for individuals, advisors, and their businesses. Come and discover what's important to you now. And welcome to the Win Podcast with Corey Hymanson. Corey, good to be with you again. You've got an interesting idea on the block this time around. What do you? What is it exactly that you want to talk about? Well, Bill, you know me. I like to bring my A game. Yes. No matter what day of the week it is. <laughs> so much better than, say, like the D or F game, you know? Yeah. And, it, and it's funny because you get – I'm going to give you a small amount of credit today Uh (laughs) that's always a great way to co-host right don't give me a lot of credit just give me a teeny weeny i'll I'll live with that go ahead that uh yeah just in conversation you know a while back and in our visits uh you mentioned that you had watched the show succession yes on hbo or hbo max or whatever they're calling it now the whatever is whatever the brand is now yeah And, and and it was interesting to me because i had been watching it but hadn't quite finished at that point now i've finished and so i thought you know this has got correlation to to people that that maybe tune in on 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 something they might like to talk about, or at least I guess they don't talk about it. They they listen to us, and and then maybe they talk about it. Yes. So I'm throwing this title out here, which is Succession, streaming and in real life. <laughs> and I'm I'm fired up. I'm this is something. This is good. You're on now, fire. All right, now, that's good. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let. Uh, a little secret out of the bag here. So when I first had the idea for the podcast, my goal was for it to to essentially be designed and and directed to financial advisors, kind of exclusively, because right. I had this passion that every advisor, and then my mind shift changed to you know everybody that has a business essentially should have a succession plan. Right, they should. And and so when I went to the editors and the podcast production team, they said, Corey, that's, you know, it's a great idea for a show for advisors, but how are you ever going to do more than like 10 episodes? I was like, oh, I hadn't thought that far. <laughs> and so, so we, we fine tuned the wind podcast to now cover lots of topics, you know, be applicable to maybe business owners, but to, to essentially anybody. And we cover right. a lot, a wide range of topics. And, and so I'll even give a compliment to the production team because this is episode 42 so we have went quite a quite a bit further than whatever my initial plan might have lasted. It went a little further than the first ten. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, maybe we will spoil some of this. So this is a spoiler alert to the listeners. If you have not watched this Succession series and you're you're hoping to do so, you you better pause this and go watch those <laughs> and then come back <laughs> in case we give away a Put big. Put us review. on pause. Run, watch four years of success, Succession, oh, and then come man. back. And, and that now I'm patting myself on the back. How genuine am I to try and tell people to tune out and maybe come back another day rather than trying to hook them right here today? Right? So, okay, they're probably gone by now, so we can actually get down to talking <laughs> yeah, about it. I've, I've already bored them all to death. You know, so, so what we're talking about here is uh, 
this was a TV show or, or it's on the streaming services. And you yeah. know, like you said, it stretched, I don't know, four or five years, something like that. I, I'm one of those guys that stumbles into these things and then just, I don't watch them over five years. You know what I mean? No, you, you, you like binge watch, binge watch them right now. <laughs> so, you know, the bottom line, you know, real high level, and then we can, we can dig as deep as you want to go. But you know, this, this story is essentially about a large company, a media company or an entertainment type company, like a, a worldwide company. And so these episodes go through, uh, who's going to be in charge next after, uh, the founder, the old man, you know, is no longer in the picture. And so this thing ebbs and flows and twists and turns. And, you know, there's some laughs, there's some drama, there's some, you know, you get it all, you know? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. But what I find when I watch a series like this or other series, it's like, man, this thing seems to be dragging out episode after episode after episode. But then you walk away and it might be three days later and you're sitting somewhere and all of a sudden something hits you from that show and you think, damn, that was well-written because, you know, it, it makes you think. Yes. Makes you think when you're not yes. sitting there watching it. And so that was my big takeaway. And so that's why I want to try and tie this into something relatable to a, to a lot of people today. Oh, I, I, I think it's relatable to a lot of people on a number of different levels. It's relatable to financial advisors. It's particularly relatable to a lot of small businesses in this country and a lot of people who own businesses because the statistics around succession and successful transitioning of, of, of businesses, you know, of a business from generation to generation are, are pretty stunning, actually. Yeah, I mean, we all, you know, a lot of us, maybe we see those stats and you don't give it much thought, but then, you know, maybe it's in your community or it's somebody you know and you see uh, Ma or Pa or both pass something or a business they worked hard on for years and years. Heck, maybe it's a farming operation. You know, right. anything, pass it on to Junior or female junior yeah <laughs> oh that'd be cool. you know and and you see that the passion maybe isn't isn't there the drive isn't there for that next generation and it, oh. it doesn't matter what the business is no there's a there's a guy at my gym there's a guy at my gym who took over his family business he was excited to do so he wanted to do so he had brothers and sisters who had zero interest in taking over the family business and he's doing very well with it and he's working really hard, but you know, he was, he got it essentially because nobody else was remotely interested right. in taking over the family business. It, you know, that's a good point too. How often uh, somebody doesn't have a plan and then there's an emergency or a surprise and now the next generation takes over. Maybe they didn't even want to, but they just get yeah. thrust into it. Whole another story. But I mean, no. you know, <sighs> I've read the stats. I don't have it right in front of me, but I mean, how many businesses or family businesses survive that that first to the second generation? Is it like one in three, something like that? It is actually. It's it's yeah, just about like it's it's a thirty percent, thirty percent survive from their generation to the to the second generation ownership. And and I'm sure the next generation step it's probably way worse. You know, I mean, oh, it it, it drops like a rock. <laughs> I mean, it drops like a rock. I, I, there's a, there's a business out where I live that is the oldest operating lumberyard in America. They're currently among the many things that make them outstanding is not just the fact that they're the oldest operating lumberyard in America. They're in a fifth generation ownership. Wow, of family, which 
the statistics on that are minuscule. <laughs> and they, I mean, okay, Corey, they just like that, that, that just doesn't exist. And I think what it comes down to, and I think, you know, what the number that really the statistic that matters for what you're talking about today is this number 47% of family owned businesses don't have a succession plan in place. Is that stunning? Half. Yeah, it's basically half. That's amazing to me. You know, think about that. If you're a business owner, you're you're busting your tail to to make something work, and and you're making the bankers happy, maybe. And you know, you you're you've got all these plates spinning on <laughs> on sticks, or you're juggling right. these things, no. and yet you maybe gloss over the thing that might be arguably one of the largest things. And it's ah, oh, man, if you're creating wealth and doing good and giving to charity and all that stuff, why wouldn't you want the next generation? to do that as well and blood sweat and tears go into these things you don't want to see them blow up in a course of the following 10 years let's right. say <laughs> and back to your lumberyard the thing that jumps out to me first is like you know that's that's they have a product but it's really that's probably in my mind more of a service relationship you know what i mean this isn't like jack daniels or jim beam right i no. mean or you know if you've got the secret recipe in a vault somewhere that's a little easier for five generations to keep making that stuff and it <laughs> exactly, tastes the same yeah. way you know what i mean no i don't know exactly <laughs> what you mean yes so industry by industry you know we got some trade stuff going on here too but ah uh, yeah i'm getting all fired up <laughs> you know and a lot of this comes back to the word i use this so often communication you know what i mean it's one thing to have a succession plan but boy you you damn well better have communication in place too between family members or even if it's not a family member you can have a succession plan with with another company or you right. know somebody outside your family tree it's not just that and and that's what really made me think from this from this television show or these this series is the dysfunctional efforts of all the characters yeah. <laughs> starting yeah. at the top of the family oh tree. no yes and in the communication while there was communication, it was mixed, I think is a fair way to say that. Right? Well, I, or, uh, you know, you and I might disagree on this. I think his communication was really, really clear. He was he, he, the, the, the succession plan in the in the TV show was the last person standing. He, <laughs> he, he wanted his kids to, in essence, kill each other off. And the one standing at the end of the bloodbath would be the one that got the business, that, you know, which is brutal <laughs> i mean holy cow well in i think it's safe to say this kind of mimics reality wouldn't you say yeah yeah i also you know Corey, i think that there are a lot of people like like you had a dream when you created heimlitz and wealth right you 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 started it you 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 built it and it's your passion it's your thing you know, and I think that a lot of businesses in America get started that way, and then people don't think about what comes next because we're not good about thinking what comes next anyway. But we really don't think about like what comes next in terms of the business. Do my kids have a passion for it, or does this person who works for me have a real passion for it, or how do what do I if I want to keep this business going beyond me? What do I need to do? And I, and I think that people probably would be wise to come to someone like you to sit down and start trying to figure that out. Yeah, because it's overwhelming. I get it. No matter what your business is, you're you're building this thing. And 
you know, I'll admit it on day one, did I have a succession plan when I started my business? No, because yeah. I was at, like I say, paddling like a duck under the water, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to look calm and collected, but you're working really, really fast and really, really hard to build something. And then pretty soon out of left field, you wake up someday and it's like, please, we got, we got something of size here or scale. And mm -hmm. we need somebody to, to show us how to do this because no matter what your business is, building that business is probably a way different mindset than, oh, I need to build the succession plan for what's next. You know, now granted my business is a planning business. So, I mean, the succession plan idea comes a lot easier to a guy in my, in my chair, sure. maybe. Yeah. Uh, but if you're running a factory or, you know, some other type, type of entity, I, I get it. It can be overwhelming. So you got to seek somebody out because on, on, on surface here, if we say, boy, don't you think Mr. or Mrs. You should have a succession plan. Everybody's going to say yes. And then they're going to walk away and go back to whatever they do, building trinkets or services or, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and suddenly you wake up and, and you're a decade older. Or worst case, you lose a spouse or something in an emergency, and, and now, ooh, man, you wish a decade had went by without happening, and that, but now you're thrown into the fire. And that's these are things that if we can control these types of things, we understand there's always variables that you can't control. So, well, it's like buying life insurance, right? There are a lot of people who realize it's important they have life insurance, and they don't go out and buy life insurance. You know, I, it's like so. If you're a small business owner, let's say I'm a small business owner. Let's do it this way. I'm a small business owner, and I come to you, and I say, and, I, and you're my you're my financial advisor. What 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 is it that you can do for me as a small business owner that helps me think about this in a proper context and take the take the necessary steps to 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 create a a succession plan? Yep, it, it, this is. Yeah, this is something I say all the time. But, you know, there's two types of people in the world that sit on my side of the desk, salespeople and planners. And and I am so proud to wave the flag that's a planner because in your scenario you just described, the salesperson type mindset would sit there and say, gee, Bill, I think you need a retirement plan for you and your employees. Wouldn't that be great? And then if something happens to you, your your spouse or your children will, you know, have the the dollars to to live off of, you know, and Okay. The retirement plan's a good idea. What's a great idea, though, is to have me look you in the eye and say, have you ever thought about what your future looks like after you're no longer wanting to work every day or, or after you're out of this, this existence? And, and, and a glossy look will come over your eyes and you'll say, oh, my gosh, that's <laughs> kind of a deep, deep question. And I'll say, you know, we don't have to answer it before you leave today. But this is something we're going to revisit frequently until we know we've got it dialed in because it is so important, you know, and, and like I said, a few minutes ago, control what you can control. And these are things that can be controlled by just communicating and thinking about it and circling back to it frequently. You know what I mean? This isn't yeah. a one and done yeah. event. It, it's, it's something that evolves. I think is the best way to say that. Let's, let's have something it doesn't have to be perfect, but let's have a plan. You know what I mean? And, and then as, as the world evolves or life changes or, or, a, or a person's attitude changes, you can always tweak the right. plan. So how do I do that? How do you work with us business owners who have sat down with you and 
you know, so I I don't know the answer to that yet, and I'll think about it. And can you give me some kind of way to think about it? Yeah, here, here's what it is. It it comes down to trust. Until an advisor or a planner and the client or the business owner on the other side of the table have a have a shared trust in each other, you cannot get the outcome you're really looking for. Because and this is this is for any kind of relationship with a professional. I think you have to have the trust so that you can have faith in what's being put together. And so what we're talking about here is not a one or two meeting yeah. discussion. This is an ongoing forever and ever type discussion. You know, sometimes people forget that as a planner, it's not just charts and graphs that I do all day. It's really human relationships. And, and so we would give a business owner tools and things to consider. And, you know, we, we want to open up that mind because it's not something that we paint exactly the same way with the same brush for everybody we talk to because everybody should have their own thoughts and dreams, wishes, whether it's charitable or giving your, all of your money to your kids. I mean, everybody yeah. has their own plan and that's the right plan for them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, you know, and I can, I can see where a business owner comes in and sits down with you and you say, well, what do you want to do? You, you, it's like, I can see them think, saying, I never thought about it. I, I, I don't know. I just assumed that, you know, that one of my kids would have an interest in it. And, you know, or I just assumed I would be able to sell this business at the, at when I got ready to retire or, and, and, and you know, there's not a one size fits all, as you say, kind of answer to that. So, you know, I mean, do you remind them that their gold that their that their goals can change and that you can you know they didn't have to, clearly there's not going to be a, an answer necessarily to the first time that question gets asked. I mean, is there is there a way you guide people to think about this? And if so, what like what in what kind of way? Yeah, it, it, this is funny. This is just yesterday. I had a conversation with a colleague of mine, and I was you know talking about how the business at our office is it's scaling. It's getting larger and larger. And, you know, I was, I was talking about this and that, what can we tweak? How can we streamline things and, and continue this, this, this growth? And he looked me in the eye and he goes, Corey, don't let perfection get in the way of done. <laughs> Meaning and I sat there, I, I got the dumb glazed look, I know. And, and, but the point of that is don't let something that seems overwhelming stop you from making one or two steps forward. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and so you keep queuing me up for the, the, the golden egg answer here. And I keep kind of skirting around it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's somewhat intentional because I, I, I don't think we have a, a three-step process that says, here you go, right. clients. It, okay. it's, it's done. But point being, we're maybe not shooting for perfection in a lot of things in our world, but we want progress. And so progress might be having one conversation towards a goal. It might be tw 20 conversations toward that goal, you know, and, and I think it's, it's slow and steady and, and it always comes back to communication. And that means, Hey, maybe we do circle in the family members that we think might have an interest in the yeah. business, or maybe it's the competing business that maybe we circle them in and we want to talk to them and just say, Hey, I, I know we compete in the business place every day, but if there's a problem with one of our operations, you know, maybe, you know, could we maybe have a, a, a teamed up approach to something? So, I mean, hmm. it, it takes out of the box, box thinking, but it, 
it all comes back to communication day in and day out. How many people bring their families in on these kinds of decisions? I'm just curious. Yeah, that that's a great question. It's it's interesting to me and, and it's human nature. I mean, you really see both ends of the extreme spectrum. Yeah. I talk to some people and they say, well, man, that's a great idea. We should bring all of our kids in here together and, and have a, have a sandwich and, and talk all this out. And then the next people come in and they, they look at me and they say, you want us to share our dreams and the net wealth or net worth of, <laughs> of our existence with our children? How dare you? You know, <laughs> well, so, you could always point them, you know, you could always point them to the TV show and say, look, it might not be, you know, the best idea not to. <laughs> yeah. And, and and that's, that's essentially where I go. I, and this is a lot of stuff in life. I've taught my kids this too. If you want to make a decision on something, you, you first got to figure out what is the worst case scenario. Outcome. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, then we figure out how are we going to avoid that? And then how are we going to make that a step better and a step better? You know what I mean? Incrementally um, put the odds in your favor, so to speak, you know, but to answer your question, I would say it's, it's less than half of the people that I approach or clients I approach and say, Hey, you know, we should have a family meeting or is it okay if we, you know, kind of share some of this with child A or children, ABCD. And, and there's a lot of pushback, I guess is how I would say that. And, Mm. And then once I, once I get pushback, I'll say to them, well, do you think it'd be okay if I, you know, met with you and your accountant or you and your lawyer? And they never push back on that because they understand that that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah. We need all the people on the same page. We need people understanding. I'm like, exactly. Now let's go back to the first question. You want your kids involved? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and then that will, that will open the eyes and sway people. Well, you know, I, I, and I would think, you know, in, in all seriousness, that it avo- it avoids a problem. You know, either after you're gone or you, or after you've decided to retire. You know, because th- now you don't have people in dispute. Because going back to your point about communications, everything has been communicated all along. Absolutely, and and the biggest one I get out here in in the Midwest part of the country. You know, we have a lot of farming families. Yeah. And, and it's frequent where there's multiple children and some of them move away. Some of them have no interest, but there right. might be one. There might be one or two of the family that stick around and they help on the farm. Maybe they live close for decades, yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden inheritance comes around or we're dividing up the assets and, hey, how come my brother got the farm and I get, you know, one third of a, of a small bank account, you know, yeah. and and there's times where I've had to be the, I don't want to say the voice of reason, but just the, the courier that says, hey, mom or dad felt that, that fair was not necessarily equal based on the historical work of. Yeah, and that's not effort. fair to you as a financial advisor, because I, I, you know, I think that that, and, and you know, that's my, my, my two cents worth in here, because I think that comes down to family members communicating with family members about what's going on. Oh, for sure. That I mean, that's certainly the the better scenario. I'm yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm seeking these meetings out, man. <laughs> but, I hope but, not. I, you know, I I don't choose sides in those scenarios. I just explain, hey, yeah, this might have been the thinking, and if it was never communicated to you, I certainly encourage them to communicate it to you previously. But right, uh, uh, it can be tough, and and that's human nature. That's that doesn't matter if it's on television uh, or in reality. It the, the people in TV shows. 
and the people in reality, we all deal with the same stuff. There might be dysfunction in all our families. There might right. be lack of communication. You know, or, or, I don't think there's a might in this. I don't think there's a might. I don't think there's a might in the Senate. I, mean, oh. I think we're guaranteed that that's the case most of the time. It's pretty safe to say you get together a family reunion. There's going to be somebody that probably. Uh, says something of 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 irritating fashion (laughs) oh yeah maybe (laughs) just could be (laughs) and then maybe you go home and you just appreciate your own problems again i don't know yeah no that's that it's so true it is so true and it's funny too because i mean to go back to the tv show for for a second time around but succession features a driving personality in this case the father who created whose sheer will and personality created a company that was massively massively successful and the thing that is clear from the get-go is that he has never ever seriously prepared any of his children to take the business or take over the business that they all clearly want to take over, right? It, which and, is mind-boggling to me, it, 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 you know, in in the sense of a television show. But it's also I see that a lot in life. People, people who create a business don't think about well, I educating or nurturing or whatever you, whatever word you want to use here people to take over that plan whether it's a family member or somebody else right and and i think you you see it in that show those children perhaps mainly saw the fruits of the labor you know they're they're flying in helicopters they're eating and drinking fancy stuff and you know that's why they wanted the power to take over uh, or the power and prestige that came with it but they wanted the money right And, and they maybe didn't understand you know potentially what it took to start the company to get it to that current day and, and i say this to business owners too whatever worked in the past doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to work in the future you know so businesses need to evolve just like the succession plans need to evolve and by all means you're right if you have somebody that's going to take over inside your company or outside of it oh man you, you got to groom them you got to prepare them you know i mean they have to understand you can't just plug and play somebody that doesn't have the tools to to run the toolbox you cannot hand a box of tools to a kid who's never held a box of tools before and expect them to know how to use the hammer and the and and the level and the and the compounds to, you know uh, square or anything like that you know they're going to look at it and they're going whoa, whoa i don't know <laughs> I'm I'm getting a visual of like you know when do you give one of them things to like a, a small child like a one or two year old kid gets this oh yeah block, yeah block of wood with holes in it and then they can't figure out how to pound the peg through the square I mean what yeah, the- <laughs> run, no yeah ah <laughs> oh, didn't have that in my show prep notes <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's why I like the show we can go about anywhere you never know but you you really don't I mean we're coming to we're coming pretty much to the you know the the end of this particular episode. So I'm going to I'm going to turn to you and ask you to sum it up. I mean, I know communications have communication has been the key word in in this episode. Uh but wrap it up for us, Corey. I think it's important for people to to understand that dodging a difficult situation or a difficult question is worse 
than having a difficult conversation. And, and I'll tie it into, you know, my family, my, my children, I have three children. And, you know, through the years, we were very open-minded in, in encouraging them, but in talking to them about, you know, avoiding those, those worst case scenario decisions, you know, and it's okay to put thought and effort into things, even if you don't get the outcome you were hoping for. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I think you, you still got to strive to make choices in life, in business, that will give you the best probability to succeed without strife. Wow. Well, you know, if more people follow that simple piece of advice, Corey. <laughs> it, I mean, it might just be a much more pleasant world, you know? <laughs> Hell, maybe I should run a large global media and entertainment conglomerate like there these you people, go. Right? Well, no, no, having <laughs> having worked in the large global media entertainment business, no. Because <laughs> I can tell you, there are no nice people there, and 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 the patriarch of the family in succession is just about right on target. <laughs> <laughs> One of these shows, maybe we'll uh, schedule recording for about happy hour time, and we'll really dive into what Bill thinks of uh, large <laughs> East Coast families. <laughs> well, no, you know, it's like, look, it takes, it, yeah, we'll have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be, it'll be the Bill and Corey cocktail hour. Eh? <laughs> oh, man. Be all right. Be all right. All right. Well, listen, Corey, thank you. This actually. We've had a lot of fun in this conversation, but it's actually a really serious topic. And, you know, it comes down to, a, really, it comes down to one word, and you used it early on, is communication. You need to talk to people about what you want to do. You need to communicate what your plans are. You can't just expect the ethos to do it for you, can you? That is spot on. Spot on, Bill. All right. Well, listen, li listeners, thank you, Corey. And then, of course, as always, thank you, listeners, for listening to the podcast. If you're new to this podcast and you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button down below. That way, the next episode will come to you automatically on whatever your listening device might be. You'll be notified. You don't have to worry about missing a podcast. And why would you want to miss a podcast like this? Come on, let's be honest. We also humbly ask that you share and rate this podcast because by doing that, you will help others find the show. I'm Bill Tucker on behalf of Corey Hymanson and Hymanson Wealth. Thank you again for listening. Go out now and live your best day every day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Win Podcast. What's important now? the show that helps you achieve your financial dreams. To ask questions about topics covered during the show or get a copy of Stop Doing Dumb Things With Your Money by Corey Hymanson, visit www.hymansonwealth.com or give us a call at 712-472-3867. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. Hymanson Wealth Advisors and Securities America are separate entities.